You're listening to 103.5, the Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. And this is Homeroom with Brad Saren. We're uh, happy to be joined by uh, Sun Prairie Area School District Superintendent Brad Saren. Uh, it's great e- to be here. Each uh, uh, Every other week we're going to be doing this on Wednesday yeah. mornings. Uh, my name is Todd Molesky. I'm a resident here of Sun Prairie and happy to be uh Part of our show here, we thought we'd uh, start off uh, this week by just talking about what we're uh, what we're looking to do here with uh, with uh, homeroom. And yes. uh, I think um, maybe let's let's just get into this, uh, Brad. And what sounds um, good? You know what what did you want to do with with this show? I mean, it's it's about outreach a little bit and making sure people know what's going on in Sun Prairie schools. I know, but beyond that, what what are you hoping for? Well, the Sun Prairie Area School District has got a strategic plan that covers a, a, a number of different areas that we want to do really well in order to reach our vision and purpose. And so one of those things is engaging the community. We've done a variety of, of just really unbelievable things to engage the community. But we're also looking to do, in, in multiple forms, ways of just being engaging, informing, being transparent, and then also responsive to the community. Because honestly, we wouldn't be here without the awesome families, our awesome citizens of the Sun Prairie area, and uh, just these unbelievable kids that are in our schools. So. Yeah, and I know there's so many great stories that, to tell uh, about them, and I know we'll get to a lot of them over the, the coming we weeks and this months. We will. This is going to be great. Yeah, this Super is, is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, let, let's talk about who we are first. Gotcha. You're in your second year as yes. superintendent here, mm-hmm. about 18 months in. Uh, maybe just a little bit about your background uh, and, and I guess what you found here in, in, in Sun Prairie as being, you know, the strength of the school district and, uh, and, and, and what's, uh, you know, what's some of the, the things coming up uh, that uh, the district's going to face? Sure. Well, I grew up on the other side of the state, up in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, where my dad was a 42-year English teacher and my mom was a school board member. So I'm a, I'm a product of public education. Uh, my entire family is in public education. I'm a third-generation teacher, so so we believe in public education. Uh, previous to this, I was a superintendent in the Lacrosse region in a smaller school district named Cashton, Wisconsin. Shout out to anyone from Cashton. And then I was a superintendent in Chippewa Falls, which was also just an unbelievable community. And then now I'm blessed to be the superintendent in Sun Prairie Area School District. And honestly, what I've found is that the strength of this of this school system are the families and kids inside of it. And you can see that over and over and over again in any one of our schools, from SEOs to just people who do outreach to the community organizations like the Sun Prairie Education Foundation or the Rotary or uh, just, I mean, tons of different community members just coming together to support kids. Yeah. It's been great. There's so many pieces of the puzzle that oh have to come goodness. together to, uh, mm-hmm. to make a, a district work. And, you know, even just down to, the, to, the, to a building, a, a school itself, Completely. so many different pieces that have to, to come together to work that. Lots of topics to talk about. That's Absolutely. A good thing. And, and myself, I'm a, a Sun Prairie resident, like I mentioned. Um, I uh, have a wife who's a teacher, not in Sun Prairie, but she's in Madison. She actually and my daughter are hosts of uh, whatever here on 103.5 the sun Yay. a uh, show that airs on i believe thursday nights and maybe saturdays i can't exactly remember the times but check those out uh they're good shows play a lot of good music um so let, let's let's just jump right into this one of the things Great. we want to talk into today uh, talk about today was um you know every year we go through a budget process or every you mm-hmm. know 
I'm sure it's an ongoing thing, so it's not just a something we talk about one part of the yep, year. Always but, a couple cycles happening at once. But in this year, it sounds like maybe there are some challenges that uh, you know. You know, I, there's always challenges, but uh, I guess what are the the big ones that are coming up for the district this year? Sure, sure. So, I mean, school districts across the state of Wisconsin, I think, are struggling with the, with meeting expectations because expectations are are high for public schools, and the amount of access that we have to resources has not been keeping up with some of the expectations. Uh, one of the most challenging things for Sun Prairie is our our rapid growth. Our rapid growth is something that other school districts would just absolutely fight for, and in Sun Prairie, it does. It's here. It, it happens. And so by 2025, we're, we're supposed to be about 10,000 students, and there are implications of that. One of the things that we were blessed with is that this community uh, vote recently voted uh, in a referendum to uh, construct and equip two elementary schools, which, was, which is awesome. That funding, however, is separate from what the state of Wisconsin uses to fund schools, which is called a revenue limit. And the revenue limit, part of its core sort of input into it, is a three-year rolling average. So, um, so uh, students from, from, from three years ago, two years ago, and then of course this year are added together, averaged by three, and that's what you get for your multiplier by the amount of money that you would spend per pupil. And what about is that number? That, that uh, for us right, right now, now, yeah, for us right now, it's about, um, it's about uh, 7,700 kids. Okay. Okay, so but the reality but, is that... But knowing that there are more than that in the school right exactly. now because you got fewer from the, the two years you ago. You got it. So cycle. the difference between our average to our actual is about, well, last year it was 250 kids, and this year it's just around uh, 140. And so uh, what another way to say that is that if 100 students enroll, we only really get credit for a third of them, 33 of them, even though the day that, that those students walk into our doors, they need teachers, they need access to technology, we need to transport them, they need... Um, they need all of the things. They use toilet paper. They, you know, have you know used bandwidth. And so, I, I guess that's the gap that is unique to Sun Prairie. That our revenue lags uh, the speed at which the the, the students are enrolling. Sure. So that's putting us into a, an area of almost like an artificial crunch. And so we're coping with that a bit right so, now. So so a lot of districts around the state are either holding steady or or dipping a little bit. And so they they get credit, you know. Now a they, little bit more than, than, than they would normally if it was just a, a yearly number It was instead of a three-year average. In broad strokes, yes. Now, every school district interacts with this formula in a little bit different ways. So I'm not saying they don't have also sure. unique problems that apply to them. But uh, I would say Sun Prairie is very unique at the which the speed of enrollment does not equal the, the, the access to revenue. And that's putting us into uh, a deficit, which could be anywhere, depending on what happens with the governor's new proposal uh, to the legislation, it could be anywhere from about 2.5 million to about 1.4 million. And right now we have just excellent people in our business and finance office trying to just figure out what this means for us. And that's, you know, when you start talking about deficits, I know people people see that and are like, oh my goodness, how, how do we overcome, mm -hmm. you know, the, the money that, that these schools need to, to operate? Yes. Uh, it, how how is that process happen? I mean, I know it's a, it's a long term thing. You've got like you say a lot of good people working on it. Mm -hmm. What are what's how, how does that work? So first of all, you get you've got to just come down to a point where you where you have sort of an actual understanding of what the deficit is. So at the worst case scenario, it could be about two point five million dollars. Uh, we've done a, a heck of a lot of communication across the district. We've had a heck of a lot of suggestions come in 
uh, to uh, the business and finance department, and we've done a series of, of processes to engage people to try to prioritize, really, where areas that uh, we could possibly reduce would have the least effect on academic achievement and should be prioritized a bit more in terms of not affecting the overall health of the organization. And so we've sent out surveys, we've, we've engaged people uh, um, through uh, just sort of a, a prioritization methods. So we've had um, uh, lots of engagement. And right now we're at the point of uh, just trying to reconcile what the governor's new proposal means versus what we thought it meant previous to sure. the proposal. And that, that's obviously a fluid situation because Very you, you, fluid. you get that kind of informa information and you have to react to it and, you, and well, and you'll see what actually comes out in the budget after it, it goes through all the process in the legislature. Yeah, and there's a lot of, honestly, there's a lot of competing priorities and competing interests with uh, state legislation. I know that many of the legislation are talking about transportation. I would hope that they understand that that um, the you know public schools in 2008 had a $275 per pupil increase, and since then it's been drastically decreased, which has also created really tons of fiscal uh, issues across the state of Wisconsin as all of our all of our you know costs increase over time. And so uh, even you know you'll you'll see in the newspaper even the the current governor's proposal that I think is is being seen as generous still isn't at the level that it was in 2000 2008. Right. Right, and I know the uh, you know school boards across the, the state have been you know wrestling with that for Absolutely. for years and how to how to yeah. handle that, making that up. One of the things we want to make sure we do in this program is um, make sure how people know how they can get involved and and stay on top of these kind of issues that we're going to be talking about. Uh, is there anything coming up with with the budget process that people can get? Uh, involved with directly. So absolutely. So everybody should know that every single school board meeting is a public meeting where the public can attend, and there's also a time where people can can voice concerns and also just uh, just you know, uh, you know talk to the board a bit. Um, so that's something. They're also videotaped, so you can go to this this station, the the video uh, part of this station, and and view all of the all of the different uh, uh, board meetings too, which is just an unbelievable resource for the community. So we can have uh, also at home uh, viewership. Now the school board is a publicly elected school board meant to engage with community members. So at any point, if someone just wants a bit of information, they can reach out to me, and I can, um, if I don't have the answer, I can you know put them in touch with the right sort of expert inside the district to to get them the answer. And they can also reach out to school board members. We've got an unbelievable school board that is really focused also on engaging the community and just being there for our vision and purpose, and also to fulfill the expectations of the community and how public education serves the, the families in our school district. Yeah, great. You're listening to Homeroom with Brad Saren here on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP in Sun Prairie. Great. Um, let's shift topics a little bit. All right, uh, let's shift. Back, back in November, uh, voters approved, you know, rather you know, overwhelmingly uh, the construction. Uh, yeah, as one of 66%. Yeah, one of the, uh, the items was uh, the major thing, major item of one of the items was the construction of two new schools. Exactly. Um, and... Uh, you know, the, those are to address some of what we're talking about, that rapidly growing uh, enrollment. Um, and I wonder if you, you can give us an update on where, where things have gone since then. Sure. You know, we, we get into the, to the, the um, you know, process of design mm -hmm. and, and how that's going to work and timelines. Where, where is that at? Gotcha. So uh, 
I might start just by reminding everyone, the listeners out there, of where the two locations of the elementary are. Yeah, so. I'm sure that people are, are interested in that. It, sure. it was part of the you know the the discussion and and, and when the, the vote was happening. But I think people would uh, yeah would like to know that. Yeah. So um, the first one, um, if you are driving uh, north on Grand Avenue, Woodman's is behind you, and somewhere out in front of you is Walgreens, and you're driving north on north on Grand Avenue. And uh, you come to that first roundabout, and that's the Main Street roundabout. So you go around the roundabout, and you can see sort of the fire station on the right-hand mm-hmm. side. If you drive north about another maybe 50 yards and then look to your left, don't drive off the road. <laughs> good, good, <laughs> good thing to, 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 to point out there, yeah. That's one of the locations of the two elementary schools. That was a, la- uh, that was a, a land purchase that uh, we completed through the referendum and also a, a location for an elementary school. Mm-hmm. So that will, that will house... Uh, a four-section elementary uh, school in that region. So the other uh, elementary is uh, is a bit east of there. So let's say you're driving north on Thompson, and um, on Thompson Road uh, you're passing uh, Royal Oaks Elementary on the right and then Prairie View Middle School on the left, and you come up to 19 and there's a stoplight, which you have to wait a long time at. <laughs> <laughs> True. You, you cross Windsor 19 and you come into that beautiful neighborhood. And so you're going to weave around a bit, and you're going to have a couple of stop signs, and you see a church on the left and past St. Albert's, and then uh, you're going to go north as far as you can go until you stub out into a cornfield. If you look north and just slightly to the right into that, into all the drifted snow into that field, that'll be the second location okay. of the elementary. So obviously those are planned with future growth of of the city exactly. and, and the population in mind there. Yep. So when we uh, hired uh, really a, a population uh, researcher, uh, he engaged and just did a ton of research and uh, provided us suggestions on where, if he were us, we would target uh, property uh, acquisition and then also where we would possibly you know, construct elementaries. And that aligns uh, to his recommendations. And so the board did a ton of great work on that. Yep. Uh, so since the referendum passed on November 8th of 2016, We've really been in sort of this schematic design process and sort of the design development process right now. And we're edging into a bit of uh, constructing some of the the necessary construction documents that would happen. Throughout the process, we've engaged a ton of different staff. So we've had had administrative assistants. We've had custodial and facilities and ground staff. We've had teachers engaged. uh, Pretty quick here now, we'll engage student populations, third grades across the entire uh, school district to begin to try to figure out what these schools look like and how they will match and be able to scale up to future iterations of education. So it's been just an unbelievable process. Um, And I believe uh, the last community newsletter that we sent out across the entire school district, every single parent uh, received it, has got some images of, of not only sort of the pod but uh, a classroom, but but sort of the, the community or the pod where they're at, and then yep. the school. So you can sort of see it from just a micro level at the mm-hmm. at the classroom level to a pod level to a school level too. Sure. And we'll also have, uh, of course, any of the stuff. We've got lots of documents on our website. So that population study that I referred to before, that's also on our website. Yeah, that website, uh, sunprairie.k12.wi.us you got for uh, those who are. It's great. At it's it. a great resource for people. Yeah, and that newsletter you'll be able to find that on there. Uh, I wanted to, one question I had about just designing a s- elementary school these days. How, mm-hmm. knowing that you know education changes, it does. How you know how you build a school maybe ten years ago would be different than how you're looking at it now. 
how what kind of factors go into that when you're thinking about this school has to be adaptable to what education is going to be for the next 50 whatever the lifestyle uh, you know lifespan of a school exactly is. yep so architectural firms have become really very good at, at being able to construct elementaries right now that provide for flexibility in the future so some of the things that they do instead of you know having the cinder block walls that go up that are never removable <laughs> they begin to do it with uh, with more supporting beams and so that way it allows you for some flexibility in the future if you need to remodel mm -hmm. one of the core things that went into the design for these two elementary schools and what our teachers were really passionate about is just the authentic type of engagement that we have going on right now with our with our students I mean we're the hub of authentic engagement in this entire region we host all of the we host many of the personalization and authentic engagement uh, trainings for our teachers and also for regional teachers and we've just got excellent staff that are doing it across all of our entire school district and I for the listeners I really encourage you to to reach out to your your uh, the, the principal in the building nearest to you just to find out about that authentic engagement it's just been wonderful so uh, one of the things that went into this design is just this concept of sort of the best of both worlds if you walk into um, Royal Oaks Elementary. It's an open concept elementary, which provides for just some really neat opportunities. And if you walk into over at uh, Creekside, it has a pod type atmosphere, which also creates just this unbelievable sense of community for for students. Uh, one of the things that the design team is really passionate about is sort of having the best of both worlds. How could we adapt and have some types of open concepts opportunities, but also in, in, uh, engage in a pod type atmosphere at the same time? So you'll see really pretty innovative things like movable walls, um, uh, areas where you can open up two classrooms. So when you'd like to convene two classrooms together and just do some type of um, you know amazing type of you know uh, you know learning opportunity with these two classrooms, you can. But if you want to close the you know close the wall up and have some type of you know more uh, more um, consolidated type of an activity, you have that opportunity sure. to do that too. So great work by our faculty. Because staff. you know not only are things going to change down the road, but you know different parts of your school need different kinds of yep. uh, of, of facilities. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know one of the things that's come up. We talked about this off the air before um, uh, about you know staffing when you have to yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, hire two new people for two new elementary schools awesome from seven elementary schools to nine. Yes. That, that's a significant increase that you, you have to, to look forward to. When does that, um, you know, become more of a real thing that happens and talking about moving people around the buildings yes. and hiring for new yeah. for the new buildings. So we want these elementaries day one to be up and running for an excellent degree for kids. And so uh, one, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to hire the principals a bit early and allow them to begin to hire their own staff and also build teams of people very early. Before so they have a building. Exactly. About. Before, before they even walk into the doors. And so that's something that we're doing in order to create that community to, to make certain that on day one there's community, there's engagement, and the students feel like they're really a part of something just unbelievably neat. Uh, another thing that we're doing, and this is being done in conjunction with our HR department, is we're creating a plan in which to take, uh, to be able to have an opportunity for our existing staff in elementaries to consider moving over to one of the new elementaries. But we have to put a limit on it, and we have to have a process to it because we, we just don't want, uh, you know, we want to have a nice blend of internal people, but also external people hired for the two uh, new elementary. So we'll have a, a full process of, of uh, having uh, people that are interested in doing an internal transfer within the school district, but also having a limit on that to 
ensure the integrity of all of our unbelievable elementaries and then also have a plan for engaging uh, staff from from outside of our school community right now yeah and I think in a few in future weeks you know one of the shows will be talking about how the district hires and what that process is like yeah so uh, we have I Tracy think... Tracy Carradine that will be coming yeah. in and one of the things that we're focused on is having an unbelievable workforce and so she'll be talking about uh, how we go about doing that and how our listeners might consider uh, being a part of our unbelievable staff absolutely well one one other topic that's I guess a little bit um, you know related to that maybe more than a little bit related is the idea of uh, school boundaries what uh, what that will look like for the elementary level when those two new schools come on board and, and remind us when that actually happens when those buildings will be uh, part of uh, the district sure so this year they're designing them mm -hmm. and then in the may in 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 june we'll actually break ground and begin to construct them at some time next next december like december of 2017 you'll see the walls up and they'll be enclosed throughout these then rest of the winter and spring they'll actually be filling out the internal parts of it and then they'll open up that next school year after that. So okay. the 16-17 school year, they're being basically voted on and designed. For the 17-18 school year, they'll be constructed and finished out. And then for the 18-19 school year, they'll be open for open for students and families. Yeah. So in part of that process, those, those boundaries will, will have to be altered. Um, yeah, so when you go from, from yeah. seven elementaries to nine, that has that has implications for it has a, it factors attend. into the families' lives and, and where their their kids are going. Uh, how how are people getting involved in that already, and how do you see that moving into the future, where people uh, families that that are invested in that, and you know people who are just interested in in, in what's going on uh, take part in that. Yeah. So our 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 elementary communities are really families. And so when you think about just the level of support that, that all of the all of parents and students give to an elementary, when you think about sort of breaking that up, it's just inherently an emotional process. And so we just have to acknowledge that and engage tons of people in trying to reformulate what this looks like throughout the process. And that's the plan that, that we have set up. Uh, Clark Leesman, along with uh, Steve Schrader, uh, our vice president of the school board, have just done an unbelievable job setting up the process that we are going to use in order to inform those new boundaries. And so one of the things that we did right away is we developed a boundary task force uh, that uh, just roughly includes co-chairs of uh, Steve Schrader, Dr. Steve Schrader. He's the vice president of the school board. He'll be co-chairing the boundary task force along with our Clark Leesman, who's our interim executive director of operations right now. And, and both of the, those two gentlemen will be able to sort of chair this process. We've got a school board representative. We have representatives from the city of Sun Prairie. We have three elementary principal representatives. We have two uh, citizen representatives at large. We have a school space planning committee representative. And then we have 10 parent representatives mm -hmm. representing all of the elementaries and all of the middle schools from okay. across our school district. One of the things that we really wanted to do is engage as many uh, stakeholders as possible, and this is also dictated by uh, school board policy. So this is the this is exactly what the school board policy uh, informs us to do. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we did is we created uh, another uh, sort of grouping of people that are in broad strokes alternates. So additional parents that, that represent all of the elementaries and all of our middle schools to be able to also attend. So if for whatever reason throughout this entire process that one of the parent representatives just has something happen or just can't mm -hmm. make it, we've got other people there that have been informed throughout the process. There's an advisory team. I'm on the advisory team. Phil Fry, the director of business and finance, 
uh, our director of elementary education, a number of other principals, uh, our communications person uh, are also on the advisory team that will be attending all the meetings. And then of course our advisory school board members will be attending. So this will be uh, a process where we will have the community in the room and we will have parent engagement to an excellent degree. Um, now the process will go from anywhere from February 15th all the way through really it could be throughout the summer so um, so the first meeting is actually on February 15th it'll be in the in the high school library it's at 6 to 8 30 every one of the meetings is open to the public and and, and every one of the meetings there will be a time for the for this uh, boundary task force to hear just perspectives from community members that come in and would like to speak sure. uh, this time it's right at the beginning and so people will just be understanding the process but um, um, at that point, then we'll begin to dive into all kinds of information that the that this uh, committee will be looking at. So, um, in how they make decisions, what greater good will be accomplished for all current and future children as they look at that? Uh, which schools are geographically closest in proximity to residences and also neighborhoods? Um, does the change attempt to keep neighborhoods and subdivisions together? How does transportation costs or hazardous walking areas affect it? Um, what does future growth look like and what are the implications in anticipated uh, attendance areas, uh, enrollments increases in certain attendance areas? Um, they'll be just very good and comprehensive conversations mm -hmm. happening over this time. Because I would imagine you'd want this to be the time it all happens, not have to revisit it again in another five years if, if there, you know, a, a significant concern comes up over that that stretch. You want this to be the time that everything is put out on the table, that, that any correct. concern that anyone would have. Yeah, correct. And that's part of the reason that the board elected to go with two elementaries now instead of having an elementary now and then an el another elementary in a couple of years in order to be able to engage people and also draw those boundaries the right way and let them work for a time for this community instead of going through this process a number of times. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, that people will, there will be so many different voices you'll get out of this. Um, you hope that it, it represents everyone. Everyone who has a voice, has an interest in this will come out to one of these meetings or, you know, get in contact with the district in some way uh, to, to, exactly to, make, right. to, to make their voice heard because that's that's part of the process here. So we have a, uh, we also on our website, we've got a, a school boundaries tab underneath, underneath district. I'd encourage people to sort of begin to look for that tab and understand the background. Of course, the schedule will be on our website and um, also, like all of our meetings, these will be videotaped, so you will be able to view them at home if you don't want to come out and sort of keep up with the dialogue that's happening. Mm -hmm and the analysis that's happening across the district. Uh, they'll have minutes and agendas kept um, and uh, all of the presentations. So if, for example, if we have an expert come in and do a presentation about population growth within the next 10 years, we will have that presentation linked there too. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very transparent, an example of how we want to engage our community to reflect the expectations and you know that's you know people kind of demand the you know that kind of you know interaction of you know I I, I want to see what what's happening here yes, and yes. it sounds like that's and we're here you know, to plan do for yeah well let's um, yeah I, I get the feeling we'll be talking about boundaries you know <laughs> lots more, a few lots times more uh, uh, down the road here but that you know that's that's what we've covered here so far you know has has been great and uh, we appreciate you Brad and it's Brad Saren the uh, yeah. superintendent yeah, of the uh, Sun Prairie Area School District. 
I uh, want to uh, wrap up a couple things here. You can uh, make sure you follow the uh, Facebook. district on Facebook. Yes, please follow Sunbury us on Schools. Facebook. We put out tons of great information on Facebook. Of course, we've got the community newsletter that's also a tab. So if for whatever reason we missed you in sending out the community newsletter, you can access that on our website also. And our next show. The next airing. show will be on February 22nd, and we have the State of Wisconsin Teacher of the Year coming in. His name is Chris Gleason. He's from Patrick Marsh Middle School, and he is one of four finalists in the nation. So please tune in. He's an unbelievable person. That is going to be a great show. We're looking forward to that. Well, thank you, Brad, Thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to that show. And thank you for listening to Homeroom with Brad Saren here on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio. Say bye.